Welcome to the second episode of the 72-Hour Kick-Ass Film Festival. Jacob is missing in action right now, so it is just me and uh, Tabitha Rooney. Hey. She was in Team Hot Dog with, um, what was the name of your film again? Bad Footage. Bad Footage, <laughs> yeah. So tell us about uh, your experience. Well, first off, welcome, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you. Um, my name is Tabitha. I'm a Pueblo native. Um, I went to... I was born and went to school, uh, graduated here, went to Oklahoma City University for college and studied acting. And then I moved to Chicago to, I guess, kind of heal from that experience. And um, now I'm back to acting and found the Kick-Ass Film Festival through you, who I found. Tyler, right? <laughs> yeah, through Tyler, Tyler Um he was posting on a week that I was going to be in town. I had a one-woman cabaret-type show in Denver. And he posted on Instagram like they needed extras for a Game of Thrones-style oh, yeah, commercial. Yeah. And um, I <laughs> threw not a small feat at all. Like I had a lot of people help me get from Denver to Pueblo in time and then back to Denver that day to be a part of it. And I brought my partner and he actually got a speaking part, and that's um, that's how we ended up learning about Kick Ass. Yeah, yeah, it feels like so long ago to you. Yeah, and it was so only like three months, but it feels like I don't know. These times, these times operate differently. For sure. <laughs> Post, pre, in, in the <clears throat> middle of. Well, had you not come down to Pueblo for the Game of Thrones thing, we would have never met. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. So. Yeah. Come up and it's like, I will wear a wig. Don't, don't you ever threaten <laughs> me with a good time in a costume. Um, but yeah, after that, um, so the 72 hour, you were here for the meet and greet. I remember talking to you for a little bit then and then you got snatched away. So yeah, that's my, my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty uh, flighty. Um, wondering if it's an ADH the possibility because yeah. <laughs> I get all all over the place with my attention. And then, uh, so tell me about what made you decide to do the 72 being in Chicago? Correct. Yes. So. Um, well, you reached out to me via Instagram. is like, hey, this is happening. I was like, I heard it's happening. And I haven't figured out if I'm going to be able to come down because I left my job, which was super dramatic. We don't need to talk about it. Um <laughs> And was miraculously available. So I was considering coming out here and trying to find a team to be out here for the weekend. Um, but I found one person to commit with me in Chicago. And then I was like, okay, if worse comes to worse, you and I can, can finish this. And day of on Friday, we got the prompt. We just reached out to, I don't know, about 10 or 12 people that we knew. Um, and anybody who could come through on Saturday for a couple hours was written into the script, and that's what we did. And the guy, the per, well, the, sorry, the person that you had locked down, that was the director? Yeah, okay. yeah, his name is Dustin Fieler. And how'd you meet him? Um, when I first moved to Chicago, I didn't have any plans, and I didn't know anybody. So I ended up meeting people in really strange ways. Um, one time I found a guy's wallet and returned it, and, like, we're friends and cordial. <laughs> and... Um, this time, I just sat next to 
I sat next to a girl at a comedy show and was like, hi, can I sit next to you? We started talking. And then I became friends with her roommate who was dating Dustin. Um, and we've always been trying to work together since we've known each other. And this was like the first opportunity for us to give it a solid go other than shooting the shit. Cool. And have you worked on any other projects with him since? No, but we're talking about one um, that would be me and Colin Hansen, who was the star of that Game of Thrones commercial. Um, For anybody listening, that's a weird concept. Um, Where we're um, antique market dealers. Um, Hard to say what that's going to turn into. Sure. At least you guys are wanting to do something. Yeah, absolutely. That's what matters. Um, So then how was that experience? How was that 72-hour experience? It was awesome. It was totally awesome. I haven't had any um, other than structured writing prompts in school uh, opportunity to write. So that was the part that I was the most horrified about. Yeah. But it ended up being really good. Like we just um, try to make it as simple as possible. What's the least amount of effort that's kind of off the wall that we can put together and then filming day of I was so worried about producing that I wasn't really thinking about all my good acting tools um and then Sunday was just a learning experience I just like watched my friend do all the editing and he explained a little bit to me here and there um but it it was awesome I I did two since then because it was so fun um two 48-hour film projects one with you here in in pueblo for denver and then one this last weekend in chicago um where i got to operate the camera and mess around with lights and learn some some cool things so you weren't in front of the camera at all no i wasn't written into the script um and that's okay because i'm going into an on-camera class that actually just started last Tuesday, where we're going to be applying our acting language to specific things like understanding what type of shot it is, um, the framing and composition and everything like that. So it was actually a pretty good prep into what I'm about to focus on for the next eight weeks. Okay. And um, what was the one thing you took away the most from the 72? That it's not as daunting as I as I previously anticipated to get something done. Um, I really enjoyed the challenge of the deadline um, and the short turnaround because it's hard to get people to commit to things, especially in a place that you don't have any roots. Um, so if I could do more things like that and get to get a working relationship going with people, I think that will allow me to do the things I want to do instead of waiting to be perfect, to waiting to be the perfect artist yeah. to present myself to the world. Okay. Makes sense. And um, you're definitely, I think you're definitely committed because you've been flying out to Pueblo nonstop. Yeah. I'll so. take any excuse to come to Pueblo. Yeah. And uh, you've been, sorry. And, um, so those 48 hours, how did, I know you did too. How did those compare to the 72? Well, there was a lot more people on the team, and um, I got to really be in my element, which was really exciting for me. Like, I know 
whatever my performance was was whatever my performance was, but I know that I did what I was trying to, right? Like, there's always room for improvement, but I know because I got physically, I had a physical reaction after having seen um, filmed that really intense crime scene where, I mean, I felt like I had a fever. Like I, <laughs> and some of that was the sleep deprivation, <laughs> definitely. You slept, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can, but I can sleep anywhere. Um, typically I'm trying to sleep 16 hours a day. I, <laughs> I'm trying to sleep less. I would love to sleep a nice solid eight, but. Not even, I have eight hours and I'm tired. I need to sleep like five. I, I mean, that's a dream. Like I've wasted a lot of my life snoozing. Um, no pun intended yeah, for the mattress company. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you. Uh, oh, yeah. So, and that was my question before we started this, but then I wanted to save it for this. So, do you watch your own stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and what do you do when you watch it? Do you um, try to, like, judge yourself? Do you break everything down? What do you do? I am absolutely breaking everything down. Um, as much specifically right now i'm thinking um what are the muscles in my face that i'm using are they accurately articulating what i intended are they accurately in articulating what i think the director intended what um specifically what intensity am i doing the expression at and does it fit the shot because the difference is like what I'll be focusing on the next um, six to eight weeks will be making sure that I'm in scale of whatever the shot is. That's, that's funny. You, you, I never knew there were classes for that for actors, but it's funny you look at it that way because it's from what the way I see it, it's the director's supposed to tell you how you're supposed to be, I guess, portraying the emotion during that scene. And then they worry about the camera. But it's interesting to hear you wanting to be involved and knowing exactly what that's going to be like. Yeah. So that's interesting to hear. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested in that because it helps me um, it helps me scale and it helps me create a nuance for my performance within like I do really good with prompts. Another reason why I really like the festival so much is like you this is what you have and this is what you have to work with, make it work. Um so knowing exactly like, okay, I'm using a little bit of, um, I'm using a little bit of this emotion and this emotion as a mix, as I know it. Um, and I'm going to do it at this intensity. What can I do within that? Like, where do I need, where do my hands need to end up to, are my hands important? Are they not? Um, really helps me to very specifically and intentionally tell the story that I, that I think is is what is being intended to tell. That's a terrible way to say it <laughs> circularly, um, but I couldn't find another concise way to say it. So then, do you rate yourself? Um, I don't on, on your projects, like going back to watch it. So, like for example, what did you think of yourself in Game of Thrones? Um, the things I liked about Game of Thrones, like, I wish I could run faster, but... <laughs> I mean, it was purposely so down, too. Right, so. but I was always the last in line, because I was, I was trying to run really <laughs> fast. Um, <laughs> but as far as Game of Thrones, I think um, what I was exploring was anger, um, and making sure that that activity was really 
in my face. And um, one of the stills um, of it is a perfect analysis for the facial action coding system yeah. of what an archetypal anger looks like. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, as far as believability and rating myself, it's so, it's hard for me to accurately understand because I know what I was feeling. So I depend on other people's responses in that section as far as rating to know whether I did a good job. Like, did I communicate what I was intending is always my underlying goal. Right. Well, I think, I think you did great. That's why I reached out to you afterwards. So, um, I was really, I personally was really impressed. I remember telling Tyler, I was like, where'd you find her? And then he's like, Oh, she's a friend of a friend. And I was like, okay, cool. Um, then I heard you didn't live here and I was like, Oh, it's never going to happen. And then when we reached out to you for our 48 and you were like, yeah, I was like, Oh shit, she's actually coming. So it was awesome that you came out here to do that. Um, so then what, what is your goal five years from now? What do you see yourself doing? Woof. Um, right now I'm training um, in a really exciting evidence-based, evidence-based meaning a responsible way to say that it's based in science acting technique. And I hope to start teaching this technique in the spring, the, the lower like first and second levels. There's, um, for simplicity's sake, let's call it five levels. Um, they're really endless, but <laughs> we're going to go up five levels. Um, I'm hoping to teach one and two. And so that is what it looks like for the next two, three years for me is transitioning to taking those classes on by myself. Um, and what if you get a role that comes knocking and it, you make it to Broadway or, or films? Then it would be according to my schedule. Okay. Because like, if I ever get like, let's pretend I get in a, equity theatrical show Mondays are dark Mondays are the days I'm going to teach class and that's like that's what's available right. um because it's not a very big class well, well I wasn't sure if you would leave teaching or no no I hope like I hope to do those things together in okay. tandem um if I have to get a day job it'll be in like bookkeeping but hopefully I can just keep doing artsy fartsy things um yeah. for the next five years and ideally, I would, like, end up on tour if that ever comes back. Um, I just want to make more art. And I would love I, I would love to have an op if there was an opportunity for me to, like, have all that and move back to Pueblo because this is the community that has challenged me the most as an artist. And I've gone away and figured out who I think I am on my own. Yeah. And I'm really itching to collaborate and to get back and and even being out there in a big city doesn't compare to the kind of connections and the kind of challenges that I've had here. Maybe challenges, but me being from New York, like it's just like a plethora of talent that you can sure. find. Sure. Um, <clears throat> and I haven't found that here. I'm not saying nobody's here is even in Springs. Like it's just hard. Like, I guess I'm so used to the abundance, like even in Miami, like it was just nonstop everywhere. And here it's cool because I kind of got here, can't really find anybody, but I've been kind of building my team. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, I don't really see anybody else doing projects, which is crazy to me. Like you have all this time, you have all this easy equipment to do whatever you want and nobody's doing anything out here. 
Yeah. So it's so why 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 come back to Pueblo in that sense? Um, like, how do you feel the talent pool is here? Put you on the spot. <laughs> I know so many talent people from here, okay. and I mean. I've heard Jacob talk about it before, about the narrative being that you have to, in order to get success, you have to go somewhere else. And I just, you know, keep pining for the the times that I did have with my friends. Like, yeah, like, I'm obviously, there's lots, there's a lot of talented people in Chicago, but I'm not finding my niche. And my niche might be this community. It could be, yeah. Um, and that's really all I need. All I'm looking for is to collaborate in in an ideal way that feeds me but if not i'm still gonna make it happen well since you're rolling with me now yeah <laughs> you need to know that I'm, I'm looking to push more boundaries rather than just uh do right. basic stuff that's so. why i'm excited yeah i'm really excited about the opportunities we're working with you and that's why i've made it like i can do this right now because i'm not beholden to the job that i used to be um, this is the opportunity, but I'm also, this is the moment now yeah. to capitalize on, like, we might be doing some cool stuff and I want to be a part of that. And I want to make sure that I'm available to be a part of that. Right. And then, uh, I guess going back to 72, how did you feel after doing three different festivals aside from being on our team? How did you feel that three different festivals were run and what, can 72 do better next year? Mm. Um, well, that's kind of a tiny thing, and I don't even know if it bothers me, but it's the first thing that's going to come to my mind. It does bother you if you thought about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, the, the character had a job as a filmmaker but didn't have a specific name. And that doesn't that doesn't truly bother me. It is the first thing that I think, okay, like I'm dialing it back to the experience. What's the first thing I got? First thing I got was a prompt. Um, so can I tell you why we decided not to go with names? Yeah, absolutely, uh, please. So the reason I did it was to not be strict on filmmakers, to have to impose this character into your script. But as long as you referenced what the character was doing or who he, or the person was like a filmmaker. Like, you didn't have to be the filmmaker. Mm -hmm. It could have just been mm -hmm. somebody you came across. It was about how you use them in your script. So even yeah. if it was very minor, we would have loved it. If it was bigger, then obviously people... Look, look we did uh, Christmas is Canceled. Everybody went Christmas theme, which was nuts, which yeah, surprised me. It was. I was like, what? It was. Yeah. Um, for that, we were, we really wanted to get away with the film, with from the filmmaker being the main character, but like... W what ended up happening, we're like, well, this is the only thing that justifies the rest of the action so we have to do it um and then as far as christmas is canceled we tried so hard to stray away from that theme so we're like christmas in july it's july <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it was funny to see um how many people got caught in that christmas trap oh yeah they did i was surprised i remember one of the when they first started submitting i was watching i was like jacob i was like everybody's doing christmas movies i was like what <laughs> like it doesn't <laughs> It's not supposed to be your theme. It's supposed to be like, you know, just a line or whatever. Right. But it was interesting to see how people went all out. Like Mary Crisis. Jordan right. Borrego and all of them. They dressed up their house. Yeah. They had a whole meal prepped. Like, I was like, all right, guys. Like, cool. You guys went all out. Which is why next year we're going to do 
production design is an award because a lot of people went all out to like design. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So that was something that we had to keep in mind for next year. And supporting actor also. I told Jacob I want that as well. Cool. So. More awards, more fun. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. Sure. And how did you feel the, the award ceremony went? It was fun. I hate don't, being put on the spot. So I say don't be biased because you won. Um, I hate being put on the spot. So I had a really bad response the first time for the cinematography. And like I felt like accepting an award on behalf of my friend Dustin. Um, I got too, too flabbergasted. But the... The experience was awesome. It was so fun to be. I really thought, so I did wear a swimsuit because I really thought that it was going to be that hot. I wore a swimsuit and then I put stuff over it. Really? Yeah, because I was like, I'm going to be just sweltering. I forgot what <laughs> a, like, a desert climate prairie oh, yeah, it was felt hot. like. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. Like You had those fans. Um, yeah, but you felt it when you went on stage. Because when I went on stage and started giving out awards, you don't get hit by that fan anymore. Yeah. So all that air is being sucked out of that side, and it's like, holy shit, it's hot. I remember I started, like, sweating. I was like, fuck. I remember well. being like, oh, thank goodness, like, this warm, because I get cold really, really oh, easily. Oh, so I prefer cold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I'm yeah. the opposite. Uh, I'm like, oh, there was a tiny tailwind. <laughs> I'm frozen. <laughs> you live in Chicago. Like, yeah, It's no. cold as shit out there. Oh, my gosh. It's yeah. so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. I – so growing up here, like – I realized I was wearing a fall coat my whole life. Like, I did not understand. Here? Yeah, I did not understand winter. Um, Even the summer. What the hell are you talking about? The sun hits so hard here. Like, there's no humidity, thank God. So I'd rather right. the heat. I right, mean, I'd rather right. the sun. But it's still hot here in Pueblo. Like, I can feel oh. the temperature difference in springs coming down in Pueblo. Absolutely. But there's not that, like, drop um, between daytime and nighttime. In, in Chicago, like it's like 40 degrees here and there's like 25 maybe. Um, but the, the cold there is just unlike the, the wind off the lake and the, the tunnels that is that are created through all the buildings is horrible. No, I bet in New York when I lived out there winter, if you were in Manhattan, it was like the craziest wind chill. I'm yeah. talking about, I remember I was shooting music videos out there for like, you know, when I was a kid. And um, we would get out of the car, we'd go shoot, run back into the car, into the heater, and we're like, oh, shit. And then we'd run back out, right back into the car, and it was just crazy. I like, When I first moved there, I started canvassing. Um, <laughs> and that was terrible to ask people to, like, donate money in the middle of, a, of my first Chicago winter without For having you? a proper coat. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. But now I unironically. So why'd you move? Why did I move to yeah. Chicago? Like, why Chicago? Um, I just... I didn't have a real strong reason. Um, you just were like, I'm fucking out. Yeah. I, it was a three bucks, two bags, one me start like. Your parents were cool with it? They're like, just go. How old were you? Um, I was 24, 20. Oh, you weren't that young either. But. Three. Yeah. 23 or 24. So. What about Chicago caught your interest to some extent? It must have caught your interest because you went there. Well, but like not New York, I'm not LA. Why? I hate LA, and yeah. I'm sure that New York would have eaten me alive. Like Chicago seemed like a place that, and I, I, I really think that's true that it's a place that has cultivated a like if you're not doing you, you're not doing it right. Like there's a lot the way people dress sometimes is so super weird and. Um, I've seen some really incredible art there that has helped me 
I found wellness there. I found self-acceptance and, um, it was, it just ended up being the right move. Okay. Yeah. It was the best thing I ever did to show up and like to be somewhere without expectations. So like, where did you get, where, where did you land? Where, where did you stay? Um, I had a friend who was doing a sublet. She was going to be in Canada, um, learning stage combat. Um, so I subletted her apartment for three months and kind of just checked it out. And then in that time I met somebody who had an available room in Wicker Park on North West Side. And then I had to come home for two months because I needed to do some sleep studies and see some doctors. Um, and then when I back out, went back out there, I literally lived in a closet. It was, it was just my clothes and a love seat. I slept on a love seat. I paid way too much money for that in hindsight. Um, but I just started meeting people in weird ways and I went to do things that I was scared of. Um, like improv, I'm so bad, so bad at improv. Um, probably because I don't have the ability to visualize as something I'm learning after the fact. Um, but moving there without any expectations, like living here, I have all the expectations of everybody I've ever known my whole life and the, the person that they think I am. Um, so, but, so is it, is it a shit that you want to relax? So is it a comfort to come back to Pueblo? Is that what that is? My, I physically feel better here being here. Um, but I, I'm getting what I need out yeah, there. For sure. Um, so then, has your love for acting been something from young age? Something started middle school, high school? I like to sing. And okay. I've never wanted to do anything else. It's funny because I've always wanted to do a musical. Oh, stop it. Yeah. I have a lot. I have a lot of people we need to talk to. Um, there are some cre- incredible musicians. And I know you know some of them. But I had the privilege of singing with them in our formative years and the the harmonies we created were money um so don't mention that again unless you're serious i'm not joking (laughs) you can ask anybody here everybody knows it as much as my my movies get violent and bloody i have a soft spot for musicals i love them oh oh my gosh our friendship just got so (laughs) much more rich i am a theater nerd Uh, I i did took theater in high school Middle school, I directed theater there. Nice. Um, I started into acting. That's what I wanted to do. Oh. And then I was like, no, I'm not. I don't want to be the guy in front of the camera. And then I realized directing. I knew I wanted to direct because I was doing stuff when I was a kid. But then acting caught my attention. So I was like, oh, this is the glamour thing behind it all. And then I was like, no, that's not for me. And then my teacher was like, well, you should direct plays. Started doing that. And then I was like, I prefer film. Hmm. It is my thing. It's you get to do more freedom. I'm you have so many restrictions in a way on stage that you can only like face certain ways everything has to be angled to yeah it's fun to do but it's not my forte but i did have classes and you know stage and stuff that's awesome so, musical. i forgot yeah. what triggered that because i had an answer to something oh oh yeah um you asked me like did i always want to act right. um no i've always wanted to sing and i got into acting to create more opportunities for singing. I'm really typable for music theater. Like, that's my so forte. let's 
indulge the people listening. Go ahead and sing something. Don't ask me because I will. Um, 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 I don't know how this is going to go. I'm not warmed up. This is on the spot. Here we go. Um, I remember every moment. I remember being free. And to my surprise, I look through your eyes. And once more, I can see. Now, you asked about if I'm judging. I'm absolutely always judging when I'm singing. And I can already hear the vowel on I was a little too nasally for my taste. See, that was really good. But um, I'm surprised you didn't go into or- to move to Orlando and do Disney and all that stuff. Oh, I'm so typeable for Disney princesses. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. if you that gives are. you any um, inspiration. Yeah, I had a friend who, she was an actor. She didn't really sing. Uh, but she did. Um, she, was, she worked at Disney World. She was always giving me a free ticket. She was my, like, muse, I guess you would say. I was using her for all my projects in Florida for everything. Same thing, like, now I plan to do with you. Yeah. I met you. Um, and she was giving me tickets all the time. And she was uh, Elena, Princess of Avalor. She was Belle for a bit. Um, but she hated that job. Oh, I can hated understand. It. I can I can imagine. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm surprised you didn't do that. Well, um... I would have been only able to be Tinkerbell because of my height. Um, and I'm not quite the right weight for Tinkerbell, um, which I just don't give any fucks about. <laughs> I don't give any fucks about being the right weight. I'm going to be what I am. Yeah, as long as you're happy. Yeah, I mean, now that I feel good, yeah, I'm happy. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm su- surprised that you don't do the gym or anything for like, because I know we spoke earlier about health and all that stuff. and. Honestly, if I'm doing a physical activity, I want to be able to put it on my resume. Like, I want it to be um, some sort of dance or some some sort of something. Um, I used to Irish step dance um, at a pretty high level um, from... If we had a camera here, I would make you do it, just so you know. Um, you know. That would be... That would, might be where I draw the line. Um, <laughs> my body doesn't do the same things anymore. Um, yeah, I used to, like, kick over people's heads, and, like, I used to really relish in that. Um, and I'm looking for something t- that fulfills that high-energy activity. Um, but right now I can't get myself to to just lift weights or to just do something. Well, I know you're not moving to Pueblo, but if you lived in Pueblo, I'd drag you to the gym. I would show up. I would, if, if somebody dragged me, I would absolutely show up. Yeah, it's worth it. It helps. But it's just commitment. Once yeah. you figure out your, your routines and stuff, it works out so much better. Um, so I know that for when we did the 48, I know it's going out of the 72, but the one thing that Cassandra and I spoke about when we did the podcast with them was how she had a crash course in uh, acting. So how did you feel about talking to somebody who literally did their first, well, second film? Oh, it was so fun for me. Like, I have a tendency to hoard all this knowledge and, like, be really scared about um, being seen and, and, like, actually doing the thing. But to have an opportunity where I was like, I have lots of resources to share with you (laughs) um, was so fun for me. Um, I was really excited to see what 
Cassandra did on her own. I thought she was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, I really was happy to be there in a capacity. Um, I don't know, sort of like, I felt like a tutor. Um, and I've got a lot of things that I want to start sharing, which is why I'm wanna, interested in this teaching position. It's not really like I wouldn't be an educator. Like a lot of my friends are educators and they've done the proper schooling, but this is specifically for people who want to act and are of a... Yeah, it's a specialty program. Yeah, it's, yeah. you have to be a developed brain. Yeah. Like it's not good for people under um, like... 20 yeah um because there's so much is still happening in your yeah. in your nervous system it works it messes with your parasympathetic nervous system um but that's a, a way from the question which was how exciting it was to help cassandra yeah so what did you think of cassandra because she spoke very highly of you last time oh i think we're friends for life yeah yeah, I am really excited. Um, I'm encouraging her to audition for things and in a way that um, I always, the last like six, 10 years, I've been like, why, I wish I had a mentor, like who specifically knew to tell me what to do. Yeah. And I feel like. Yeah, but it takes all the fun out. I don't know if it does. Of course, because then you don't crash and burn and then pick yourself up and. Move on to the next. It's all, to me at least, success is all about your failures to you. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I think yeah. failure is yeah. super important. But a mentor can sometimes help you avoid failure. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'm even <laughs> hoping for that as much as I am. Like, there's a lot of scams out there, especially yeah. when it comes to acting. Like, to not be vigilant is really setting yourself up for some hurt feelings. Um, well, I think... I think in general, like, I know a lot of artsy people in general, um, and I feel like, yeah, they can be artsy, but a lot of them aren't meant to go into the tougher side of things, I want to say, because it's very cutthroat. It's a business. Yeah, and people, and I mean, when I was working on live events and, you know, everybody talks about bad boys and all that stuff, um, I met a lot of assholes, like, big time assholes. And it's yeah. like, to me, it's like, dude, you're just, you're just another fucking person just like me, like... And that's the thing. It's like I could have gone into the world of working um, for behind-the-scenes stuff, but it, it's not the life I wanted. Yeah. It's like 18-hour days. Yeah, how do you feel about this. the strike? I mean, I think it's it's justified. I mean, there's so many, you know, companies that are trying to milk, you know, people who are working behind the scenes, and those are the people that make the films happen. Right. Because if you didn't have them, you wouldn't have everything else. Right. So I think they're... And they can't afford it. Yeah. Well, they I, absolutely can. They can't afford it for sure. Fucking Amazon just dropped close to a billion dollars on the new Lord <laughs> of the Rings uh, series that's coming out. Yeah. So th they can't tell me they, they're not making money back. Mm -hmm. Especially with COVID, all these um, online places are making money. Yeah, Golden Age. Golden yeah. Age of television. Oh, yeah. Big time. So but um, so then uh, what advice do you have for aspiring actors and actresses? Um, I have the methods that I like, but the biggest thing, the best advice that I got when I was in college, number one, like, you don't need to go to school for acting. I did go to college. Um, Film school as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I needed the experience of being somewhere that was safe for me to fuck up all the time. Right. Um, but you don't need to go to school for acting. Like, I kind of wish that I had found the mentor that I have now 
Um, his name is Matthew Allenwood. He is an incredible mind. Um, but I wish that I would have found somebody that, that like him now and just like spend my money there. Like I'm, I'm spending my, my time with him, like, like it's grad school. I'm not going to grad school. So number one, like you don't, there's no right way, no matter how many times that you will be sold that there, this is the way. Right. Well, it's ever evolving one and then it's all based on approach. Yeah. So. Totally. So what act, what method and, what method acting do you use or technique? I'll tell you that in one second because yeah, I have one yeah. more thing that I think is Go important. Um, the best thing I did is I found somebody somewhere. I found somewhere to come home to that made all the professional rejection palatable. Like it's not personal. It really, it feels like personal because you are the product, but it's not personal at all. There's so many factors that if you can walk away from that and get good at like understanding that opportunities are not going to come frequently. Um, is that what you think we are an opportunity for you? Everything is an opportunity and you know it, you know it. Um, as far as methods, yeah, no, everything is an opportunity. Yeah. It's just like, are you going to take it? Every every choice is a fork in your path. And sometimes you have to pass things up and they come back around. And sometimes they never come back around. But this is an opportunity but and I'm taking it. Sometimes people pass things up because I just think they're being idiots. Yeah, sometimes people are absolutely idiots. Yeah. But sometimes people are, are do it out of fear. Sometimes, um, and that's why I did a lot of things out of fear. Um, that's why I think it's important to cultivate something like some kind of routine that you can take care of yourself afterward because it is grueling and it is hard. Um, and if you're just giving, giving, giving and not filling yourself back up, um, you're not, you're not going to have any longevity. You're see, not sustainability. See, now you went to a whole nother topic. Um, <laughs> so that means that you believe in burnout or do you believe burnout is a state of mind? Or, or just a way of somebody saying is an excuse of why they get tired. I think two things are true. Two things, okay. Good. I think two things can be true. I mean, um, you can't have your mind without your body. And sometimes your body physically cannot and needs to, to take that time to heal. Um, now, I think there's coming back from burnout. Um, but I absolutely think there are boundaries within what a person can do and it's different for everybody yeah it's true too i just don't believe in burnout yeah i I can tell (laughs) i don't i I mean for me it's it's very weird like i know people need to go out and party and do all these things but like you give me a night where i can sit down and watch a ton of movies or shows and i'm reset for the next day like it's weird well Um, is that Ooh, that's interesting um for me, watching TV is like a meditative thing because because I don't have an, a, a proper imagination. When I watch TV, it's like a mind massage. And I'm really, I feel reset by consuming things and letting my brain just like try to solve the puzzle without having to say any words about what I think. It's funny because for me, it's like homework. It's like I watch stuff and it's like, I wonder how they did that. Yeah. Or it's like, how are they doing this? How are they doing that? How can I do this? Like, I mean, I still enjoy it at the same time, but it's like, I got to, did you watch Midnight Mass? Um, no, I didn't watch I Midnight Mass, but that's this. partly what you were saying is partly 
that's partly what I mean. But no, I didn't see midnight mass. I'm writing it down in my note paper. Yeah. I have a note paper here because um, I get nervous and need to doodle to say, keep myself um, midnight mass um, to keep myself focused and articulate. Yeah, my my handwriting in in a creative stage like this is so messy. Like this this page where I was listening and taking like good notes in that's comparison to this. Us. Huh? You didn't take notes for us. That's before. No. Yeah, but like this is a different thing and you okay. can see the difference in my handwriting and that's like something this is bringing it back to technique. Um this is fun and something in in one of the techniques I study um my voice teacher is proficient in a voice technique called Estel, um, a movement technique called uh, Chekhov, Michael Chekhov, and um, Meisner. I'm not really doing Meisner, but what he's doing with me right now is called Alba. There's these six effector patterns. We boil things into basic emotions and then like conscientiously do mixes. And sometimes when we're like, okay, I'm going to be in tenderness, now write, write where you're seeing. I'm going to be in anger, write where you're seeing. And you can see a difference even in your own handwriting. Um, so that's where that draws back into this. But the, the methods that I'm interested in right now are called um, ALA emoting, um, the facial action coding system, which is what they're using for like um, facial recognition software. Um, it's just a way of coding like muscle groups and their movements. And um, one guy named Paul Ekman has assigned them to two different emotions that he thinks they feel. I don't think there's any like um, pure emotions very often in life. I think things are mixed because life is fucking complicated. Um, but those are the two things that I'm most and and the Joe Navarro's book on body language he used to be an fbi expert um and we just read through and practice every single one of the things in his dictionary that's cool i mean it's always fun for me like working with actors who just do different things so i mean i remember i did a my longest film was like 20 something minutes and i did it in florida and i was working with this guy um nick you'll probably hear this because he's still him and i still talk but him uh he was known to kind of like a diva. Like mm-hmm. He would really get into it, and then he would need time to like get himself out of it. Um, and I remember a lot of the people didn't know how to handle that. And they were like, oh, he's a diva. He's the, I was like, no, I just think it's the way he, he processes it. But for me, it's always been fun to figure out how you work and kind of learn how to like manipulate you mm-hmm. in the sense of like, okay, I know exactly what's going to push her to do this, what's going to push him to do that. So it's always been fun to me like – just psychologically how to mess around with actors. Yeah, I can I can see that, like, because that's your job as an actor is to appeal to everybody's different type of communication style to figure out what they're... You mean director? What did I say? Actor. Oh, I meant director. Yeah, I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, I thought I said director. Yeah. Um, whoops. Um, as a director, it's your job to appeal to everybody's communication style, right? To get what you need out of them to tell the story. Um but as far as like getting super into it, the the methods that I'm studying are meant for you to be able to like walk away. Like you, it's really nice to have a subjective feeling and to be like, yeah, I was really in it. But if you're going to be spending eight hours filming the same scene, um, 
physical things are going to come into play. You're going to get hungry. You're going to get grumpy. You're going to have to realize that, that all these other things, plates are spinning um, and still deliver a reliable performance. And I don't think you need to have necessarily, it's nice, it's really nice, but you don't necessarily need to have a subjective experience in order to tell a story. Because um, you're, people are imposing on you their own life experience. So what's important is that you're just telling the points. Like that's why film is so cool and why we've consumed a lot more film as um, opposed to live theater is because because you can do those things because it, it ends up on the cutting room floor and the story ends up yeah. kind of out of your hands. Oh, it's funny because, you know, editing maxed out. I got to see your behind the scenes faces that I didn't realize you were doing. <laughs> um, so it's like we were shooting at 3 a.m. at Jacob's house or 4 a.m., whatever the hell it was. And um, in between takes, you know, me and Jared are setting up shots and stuff. And I didn't really get to see you guys until I was like, all right, guys, you guys ready to keep this going? And all three of you, as soon as we yelled cut, your faces went like, oh, shit, I'm ready for sleep. Yeah. And then the moment it was action, it was like all three of you just sparked back up. Yeah. So it's fun to see that. Like, I remember commitment. literally closing my eyes in between takes. Yeah, and I, was I like, saw one where you were like this, and I was like, oh, shit, I didn't realize she was like that. Yeah. Well, and then um, I was conscientiously doing that, too. And when it was time to be on, and then I was like, pop my eyes open. Look how awake I am. I'm so alert, and I know so much about technology. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are awesome, all it, three of you. It was fun. That was a really, really awesome crew. Everybody, um, I made sure to try and spend some individual time with talking with everybody and getting to know everybody, and that was such a great team. Yeah, we got very lucky. I mean, I know everybody was giving me shit because they were like, "Oh, you cherry picked that at the seventy-two hour," and I was like, I, "That was honestly wasn't my intention. I've always wanted to run a film festival because I I just like doing things for filmmakers, but." Um, Hell yeah, I'm going to pick out who the best is for who I'm going to pull into my team. Um, I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask the yeah. questions. Are you available? Yeah, if you're not, you're not. Simple. And like, same thing, I don't think you and I had to talk because I think you already knew what the deal was with me. But um, I remember everybody I, that I asked to be into the, the festival, I was like, listen, this for me, it's not, I'm going to go sleep for 24 hours and then just shoot 24. We're going to stay up. And if you can't do that, then I can't have you on the team kind of thing. Yeah. And I was straightforward with everybody about that. Yeah. Luckily, everybody said they don't care and they're down to do it. So it was fun yeah. to have a team who backed everything up. Well, and I mean, I flew out to like be a part of it. So I was like, I'm in. Um, the times that I was sleeping, it's because I was like, I know I'm going to be better oh, we didn't, served. We didn't need you at the time. Yeah, so it was like, excellent. If you're not needed, then yeah, sure, go take a nap kind of thing. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so I know Jacob's going to hate me if I don't ask you this question because he asked everybody else from the first podcast. Um, what is it like working with me? Because he literally wants to know what everybody thinks about working with me. <laughs> so I'm asking you because if not, he's going to give me shit. Okay. Um, Taking too long of a pause. Yeah. Well, I'm still getting to know your style and getting to know um, how I can manipulate you into the things that I want to do. You know, like the, yeah. it's the same game. Um it sounds like somebody's coming around the corner, Jacob. and it sounds like it's Jacob. Hold on. Okay. Oh, he's, he's uh, showing people around somewhere. All right, go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Um, so he's just showing people around. He's not going to come in here, and I can't answer him directly yeah. to his face. So, um, Jacob, listen up. Make sure you're watching this. <laughs> yeah, th this is extra credit homework. Oh, look who's who it is. 
I'm too distracted. How do I, how do I turn this off? I, I don't press know. The, the crickets? Ooh, this is fun. How do I turn push this off? All the, push all the buttons, the color buttons. I think this is what it's like to work with you. Like, like that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, well, no, like, like all this sense of play um, where I, I think you talked about it earlier today about my style of asking you a lot of pointed questions. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think it's important to have a relationship that you can have critical feedback on. For sure. 100%. And, and I'm always, I've just I, never been asked those questions. So you, it just, I just giggled and I was like, fucking Tabitha would ask me these questions. I'm, I'm going to keep asking you those yeah. questions and it's because I know I can't like, I know like I'm trying to figure out the way your mind works, just the way you're trying to figure out what the way mine, my mind works. Um, but sometimes I'm going to be straight up and be like, what are your boundaries? <laughs> like what's inflexible? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I think you have a really clear vision and I can't see it. Everybody so, says that to me. So it's a matter of trust and seeing the way that the team all individually trusted you allowed me to be like, Okay, <laughs> let's let's give it a go. Let's try it. Um, and how did you feel maxed out, worked out? I liked it. I mean, like, there's no short film festival that I've ever been like, my socks are blown all the way off because the kinds of things that, like, make me excited are things that people spent 15 years doing. Right. Um, it was such a good experience, and so fun to not be in control and to just be like, I'm here to fulfill a, a duty to telling your story. What do you need from me? And I feel, I feel like it's a testament to the kind of director and collaborator you are um, in that it took us so long to write it because you were there to make sure that everybody was on the same page before we started going because you knew we were going to go hard, fast, and with high expectations. Well, it's funny because I think had I pulled the trigger on any one of the original ideas that people came up with, you guys would have just been like, all right, let's go. But for me, it's just like you know, nothing nothing got me excited. Like nothing yeah. was like, oh, I want to go do this with you guys. Like all of it was like either it's not the type, the type of film. Like I remember... Stephanie had the idea with the teleporting stuff. Yeah. Cool idea, but not for me. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, for me, it doesn't intrigue me. So, it's just, like, little things like that. And then I'm just glad that, I think besides Jacob, J-Rod, Nick, everybody else was the first time working with me. Well, and it was a big learning curve for everybody else yeah. to get to know each other and trust each other, too. Yeah. Um, oh, and Stephanie, too. I've worked with her. Which is so. why it was such a cool experience. Like... Now there's a rapport with everybody on that team who's like, I know exactly what to ask you for. Yeah. Um, where before we're like, I don't even know what you're good at. Yeah. That's, that's the one thing Ryan said. It's like the good thing about our set was that everybody knew what they wanted and nobody wanted to, like, you didn't want to come be a director. Like Ryan, yeah. didn't want, you know, he wanted to be a screenwriter. He wanted to be an actress. Like it was, everything was set in stone as to what they wanted and everybody kind of stuck to their parts and then everything just played out together. Yeah. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Like you really... It's funny because I always think sometimes I'm coming off as an asshole and then I'm not sure because I'm just moving so fast and my mind's working so quick. Yeah. So it's just funny to me when people are like, oh, you were awesome. And I'm like, thanks, dude. I appreciate it. But like, I didn't truly see myself that way. But. Well, you're really good at assembling a team. <laughs> you're yeah. really good at assembling a team. And 
um, the team needs somebody to like rein it in. Like, I think that life is better in parameters. Like, yeah, break, break the rules, but first learn the rules. So you know how to get around the rules. Um, learn the basics so you can defy them because all innovation is right is somebody changed something known a tiny bit and now it's way more convenient and everybody can't live without it um and that's really what i saw happening in our 48 hour experience like bummer we didn't get nominated but it doesn't matter it was awesome yeah um it was totally awesome yeah, that's what I told everybody. I was like, at least we build a badass team together. I was like, that's the number one thing. So, yeah. And everybody's back on board for the next project, so. Yeah, I want to do it again. Yeah, and that's yeah. the other thing I forgot to tell you is, you know, I know you talked about pushing Cassandra to do other projects, and the moment she came into the podcast two, three days ago, I don't remember how many long ago it was, the first thing she started talking to me and Ryan about, she's like, so this casting thing, she's like, I won't be able to make it because I have work. She's like, but how can I audition? What do I have to do? And I was like, it's funny because I already kind of, pictured the two of you were playing the parts together you haven't seen the updated script i have it downstairs for you um but i just pictured both of you and i told her straight out i was like i already had you in mind i just i wanted to see what you were going to do to like do for the casting if you were going to come in i just wanted to see what she was able to pull off yeah absolutely because i was like i usually don't usually unless it was like that girl lauren from florida she would get the parts right away same thing with you it's like when we were writing i was like well what if we made it a female part and just gave it to tabitha yeah so well, my my um, my friend Todd Albright always used to do these music theater camps, and he he always made sure he had somebody there who was quote unquote a ringer. Like you got somebody, okay, if if nothing else works, at least this person can I can trust them to see it through. Um, and I'm excited to be be that person for this next um, opportunity. Um, and I'm so excited. I was snapping to hear that Cassandra is is pursuing because I, I definitely encouraged her to do that. Um, and I'm just so excited to see what comes out of it because, like, it all started from, like, a, I randomly showed up, right, at a, at a commercial shoot yeah. to be an extra. <laughs> and here we are four months later or whatever. Maybe I'm not so good at time. I'm not good at time either. Don't worry. My well, days, my days mold here. So yeah. I forget. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's crazy. Now we're going to be working on another project together and we'll see where everything goes after that. Yep. So your, your parents are going to love me because you're going to be the, I'm going to be the reason you come back to Pueblo faster. Um, my parents are annoyed actually. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents play. are always like, why are you here? My grandparents <laughs> are like, I love having lunch with you yeah. so frequently. And my grandparents are like, are you staying in my house? they're funny um they're they're so so supportive um but in that like snarky like i'm over you yeah like we're over having kids in our house yeah yeah Yeah. but um yeah i mean anything else you want to talk discuss about ask questions no thank you for um having me here today um and should people sign up to the 72 hour next year oh my gosh yes absolutely it's so so super fun um who knows maybe they're next year maybe somebody's looking for a team and and wants to me to participate here in colorado um but maybe i'll participate from chicago too who knows who i can get together who knows where you'll be in a year (gasps) who knows where i'll be in a year who knows where we'll be in a year that's true who knows where we'll be but yeah thank you for coming on um this is the second episode with what did we call you? Tabitha. Tabitha. Ro- Ra- oh, 
Macaroni. 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 Roni. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we called you when we're, we're like, oh, we're going to have a podcast with her. So, but yeah, I'm glad you came out. I Sucks. want a t-shirt. <laughs> uh, Sucks we're not going up to Denver, but at least we're all going to get to hang out. Um, and looking forward to working with you on the next project. Honestly, that's it's going to be better. It's going to be more fun. Oh, yeah. Well, they canceled the after party anyway. Yeah, and well, and to, to sit and like how we wouldn't have been able to talk to talk to each other. Like we still have a learn lot of learning of um, each other as a team to do. Yeah, I'm excited. I think these people are awesome. Yeah, same. Um, and I'm glad you guys put up with my crazy. So. All right. Yeah. Go team. Uh, yeah. Disassemble. <laughs> <laughs>